B-Pod Studios. Comic books, video games, anime, sci-fi. If you've been made fun of for it, we're probably going to talk about it. Get those nerds! 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 You're listening to Nerd Radio. Welcome to this week's Nerd Radio on the podcast page at WRIF.com, wherever you get in your podcast as part of the B-Pod Studios Network. And as always, give it to me, Al. Oh, rock929rocks.com in hey! Boston. Hey! Welcome to the show. That's uh, Chuck yeah. Bean along with Al Beck. And this week we are rejoined by James. We missed you last week, James. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, I saw you guys. You brought in three people. To That's right. My, we had to <laughs> my one foul room. mouth. Down, yes. down one James, yeah. up three people. Yeah, Three we people had, to come in and replace all the stupid things I'm going to try to come <laughs> up with and talk about. We had to fill the room in order to, uh, in order to uh, fill well, the void. And here's one of the things that you missed last week. Of course, uh, Robbie was one of the people from yeah. Checkpoint XP who filled in for he teach, you. Yeah, he taught you how to use another computer. Well, here's the thing. throwing me off because now i got to hit a three yeah. instead of a two. I did. I said that, I said that before the show. I was like, yeah. Yep. James just got the hang yeah. of directing Twitch. I hear Elle's voice too. <laughs> yeah. Now no. it's a now it's a fucking empty seat. A fucking empty seat now. I, you know. <laughs> I think this is the camera you now used to three. You used to cut to me by mistake. Yes. With my empty thoughts. Yeah. So now, yeah. Now they're but, full. Now they're full of all all L. They're yeah full full. We can bring out the wide angle. Maximum lens. L. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like um, a weird L album. Oh, shots fired. Oh, uh, yeah. See, okay. So yeah, here's here the thing. Go. Robbie's one of the guys that filled in or uh, last week, and so he does the drops and everything on Checkpoint XP. And so they're like, oh, and he's showing us like, oh, you can load up your own drops. Feel free to use it. And he kind of re- gave us a run through, which of course I forgot how to use, and I don't expect I will remember. But I come in here today to get ready to do the podcast, and Chuck flat out tells me, he's like, you know. A computer, I haven't loaded anything yet, but that computer's up over there. I'm like, that's his subtle way of saying, why don't you do another friggin' job? <laughs> do it. Do something. It's like, okay, I guess I sit over here now and try to remember which buttons to push. And- right. You lose. There, yeah, well, that might happen. Yeah. Dude, I hope you play, like, the worst drops at the most inappropriate time. <laughs> well, here's what's, And here, that's how you get fired. Here's what's going to happen. You will no longer be on drop duty. Here's, uh-oh, uh-oh, we're now in trouble. Oh, now you're we're in trouble. In trouble. <laughs> Robbie's oh, coming in to what show you how do? it works. You just got to click it. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's All right. Call it. I cl- <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the whole show. Just crickets underneath us the whole time. Well, I mean, when you got this guy over here on mic one, what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well done. All right. Now you're doing fine, though. You're doing fine. <laughs> Don't let me get to you. Don't let me get to you. You got this. You got this. Thank you, Robbie. Thanks for the encouragement. <laughs> Thanks, Robbie. <laughs> Uh, I do want to let you guys know that uh, we are joined this week by our special guest, Mark Cooper, who is going to be performing in a couple of weeks at Yumacon, which I am a huge fan of Yumacon. I love going to Yumacon. <laughs> Mark, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys How's doing? How's your, your Wednesday afternoon? As you can see, we're, we're kind of fired up. For, oh, oh well, yeah, definitely. Achievements are all there, man. It's ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll have an exclusive interview on the podcast this week on uh, WRAF.com, so, or, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. Look forward to that. Of course, follow us on social media at Nerd Radio 101, and let's dive right in, guys, because there is a bunch of stuff to get to. We're going to dive right in. You got you to gotta drop for that, Al? I, yeah. I do not. Dive right in. You, you got right something? Uh, Nothing. Here's just like a ra- random drop. I don't even know what it is. It's all bad. <laughs> That's a very cryptic prediction of how this episode is going to go. Yeah, well, maybe. Okay, well, that was maybe. a total log of the draw. I wasn't even looking at the screen. I just randomly clicked. I might just do that periodically throughout the just show. Just randomly click drops. Just... Oh, the crickets again. <laughs> they <laughs> are labeled. 
You dumb bastard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come, we're going to come in next week, and this computer's going to be password protected. Yeah. Not even by Robbie, but by Just in Jen. General. In general. <laughs> Over here in the corporate office. Yeah, she's like, I'm sick of hearing all this stuff. Our podcast captain, Steve Black, is going to come in and lock me out of this thing. That's right. All right, so... Um, going to lock you in the podcast brig or something like that. <laughs> I love it. The virtual jail. Yeah, it's, it's like Facebook jail. They just lock you in the drops jail. Settle like, down, old man. You don't get to use them anymore. All right, so over the weekend, uh, released in, in selected theaters and on Netflix, was the Breaking Bad movie mm-hmm. that uh, Breaking Bad fans have been looking forward to, El Camino. Al, have you seen it? I did. What about you, uh, James? Damn it, no, I was going to watch it, but I... Okay, well, I, we'll, we'll I not... I instead. We'll do be, our be best honest. not to spoil anything. Mark, are you a... Are you yes. a Breaking Bad fan? Um, I am just want to say, I just got to make sure I can watch it. I got to catch up on the stuff. But, sure. Yeah. Well, that might, that might actually benefit you, because I definitely... Uh, it, it is a very quick spoiler for your view felt like I could have benefited from having just gotten off watching the show uh, because there's probably a lot of things I, I didn't quite catch uh, uh, having not watched the show for a couple of years. Yeah. But at the same time, very good. It picks up right where the show ended uh, and follows Jesse Pinkman. And it was... It Does was, Frank Numez come out of there surprisingly? <laughs> I don't know. Because, because the dad is there. Right. <laughs> Um, I did think it was good, though. Yeah, me too. I enjoyed it quite a bit. There's some good... Uh, it, it it has the flavor of Breaking Bad. There's some good suspense stuff. Uh, Jesse Pinkman is still, like, kind of a terrible criminal. Yeah, mm. bitch! Yeah. He's, he, I mean, he's got some good uh, Walter White-ish ideas that happen during the thing. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But he's also made some really huge mistakes. James like, freaked me out just now. I was trying to figure out which button I pushed. Yeah, I which drop was oh, that? That was James. He's like, wait, I had a, a content-appropriate and well-timed drop. No, I, Jesse Pink- no, I, Al, that was I, me. And I did it without even thinking about it. Right. right. Well, anyone else want to do their jobs today? There it is. Mm, yeah. um, but, yeah, no, I thought it did a good job picking up. Just like you said, it felt like Breaking Bad, just like a Better Call Saul has that same feel right. uh, to it. Um, definitely worth watching. But, and it did make me want to go back and rewatch the whole series again. It's funny. Once the, the credits were rolling, I left them on. And uh, I was talking to Amy about, you know, the stuff that had happened in El Camino. And it started the first episode of Breaking Bad. And I think I watched like 20 minutes of it before I turned it off. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's like, if you like this, then you'll probably want to watch Breaking Bad again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, But it was very cool. And also kind of weird because the day before, or maybe it was the day, Let me, because I, th- I think it came out on Friday. But Friday, we found out that the, uh, the actor, mm, yeah. uh, Robert, um, Robert Forster, Forster, passed away. At uh, at seventy eight, and he is a part of you know the El Camino movie. He was a part of Breaking. Oh, he's Bad. part of the, the El Camino movie because I what part was he, he was in, in Breaking, Breaking Bad? Bad. I he remember was, him more from Jackie Brown. Yeah, that that's what I typically remember him mostly from too. Uh, he was the guy who uh, the van that pulls up and takes uh, takes people away. To, you know, t- take some sort out of, of like the underworld's version of witness protection program, right? That's Robert. They kind of disappear. You pay money, and they okay. Get it's a been a while since yeah. I've seen it, so right. okay. So I, he's obviously a part of it. I just don't. Yeah, recall. I didn't recall him I, when the news broke. I didn't recall who he was. I had recognized him from other movies. I yes. did not recall him being a part of Breaking Bad. But as his scene in El Camino unfolds, like, oh right, I remember that now from the show. Yeah. So like, it's very, I don't know, very strange timing. Yeah, to you know, find out an actor yeah, has I passed it, away. I think it the, might have been the day after, like you said, the day before, day after that uh, El Camino was right. published. But it's uh, it's very cool. Breaking Bad fans, it's definitely worth checking out. It's uh, not disappointing in the least, and uh, had a good time watching it. Uh, also, over the weekend, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Saturday Night Live did a spoof of the Joker movie. 
No, I've um, not seen that yet. They had, um, let me find this here. I saw a teaser image. It's the, the dude from um, David Stranger Harbor. Things, right? Yeah, yeah, they had David Harbor from Stranger Things, who plays uh, Hopper um, as uh, Oscar the Grouch. So it took the ta- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it took the trailer for Joker and reshot it and recast like he he is Oscar and he he loves trash. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it was it's really fun. It's uh it's it's one of the the better Saturday Night Live like spoof bits I've seen in a long time. If you guys haven't checked it out, I'll try and put it on our uh, our Facebook page so you can check out a video of it because it was it was really funny. It was good stuff. And that's, that's usually SNL's actually usually on my watch list, so I, I will get to it eventually. Yeah, it goes through you know different seasons of it are are really great, and then and it'll go through years where people are like eh, I don't know. I'm still in the years of eh, I don't know. Right. Ever since Sandler, all the classic guys are gone. I don't really watch. Yeah, well, that was like almost two yeah. decades ago. At this oh, point, I know. That's so. why I'm saying I'm still I'm still in, eh, I don't know. I, don't really I thought know. they actually had a pretty strong cast for a little while there. Um, <clears throat> Some of them have left, though. I mean, like, you know, Kristen Wiig, when she was still around, she was really strong. Oh, yeah. You know, and she was around when, you know, and Kate McKinnon came in. And Kate McKinnon, I still think, is yeah, very I, funny. I was unaware of Kate McKinnon until they did the Ghostbusters movie. And based on that movie, I was like, geez, I need to watch more Saturday Night yeah. Live. I love her. And I actually really like uh, the, the Weekend Update guys right now, Michael Che and yeah. Colin Jost. I think they're good. I mean, I watched just a, not this most recent one with David Harbour, but the week before, they had... I thought it was a great show. Those guys were my least favorite part of WrestleMania. I was oh, going to really? say, there's least favorite part of WrestleMania. if there's something they are not good at, it is wrestling. Correct. Because they were at WrestleMania last year, and it was not great. So I hope the Weekend Update jokes are hilarious, because <laughs> the wrestling is not good. I'm sorry. I thought it was garbage. Right. I agree, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of wrestling, James, uh, where are you sitting on wrestling right now? Because it's uh, the, the last couple of weeks. We did the big thing a couple of weeks ago talking about how it was you know the biggest week in wrestling. And yeah. now we're two weeks into the new era. I'm still excited for wrestling. I will say WWE, I feel, has really dropped the ball. They're kind of letting me down. I don't know what they could be thinking um, Future-wise, with yeah. how they, I feel like they totally botched the ending of Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, we didn't get to talk about you that. You can't even have Seth Rollins and The Fiend like have a wrestling match. Like they, don't, they didn't even wrestle. It was literally just a bread light and then a bunch of stupid crap. Um, and then they kick off Raw with a cheesy-ass soap opera. You know, I'm banging yeah, Lana, Lana you know. Bobby Lashley. Like, it's it just, it's lame. Um, so I, f- I feel like they're kind of handing the keys over to AEW to kind of take away. AEW's had some awesome matches. Yeah. Um, Young Bucks versus Private Party. Oh, my God. That match Digging blew me up. away. I was like, Private Party? I want to be invited. Yeah. You know? Um, the I think SmackDown kind of took a bit of a, a dive the second week. The first week with The Rock coming in and then just handing King Corbin his ass. Right. With uh, Becky Lynch. Amazing. Um, the whole That whole show I thought was a great wrestling show. And now it's starting to like go down on the decline. So I don't yeah. know, man. I'm excited to see what we have coming up. But they, uh, WWE's wrestling- got to step up their game a little bit more. You a big wrestling fan, Mark? Yeah, man. I know um, you've got a you've got a song on one of your uh, uh, albums about Ric Flair. Sure so. do. Yeah, bars like Ric Flair to make you go woo. You know. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, but you know, I'm I'm definitely I'm a fan of the older stuff. Obviously, sure. You know, the attitude yeah. era oh, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. But um. It's just interesting. It's like whenever they get to this high point, then it's like Paul Heyman's back. Oh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And, yeah. Then it, and then it goes back to Suplex City. And yeah. Yeah, that was that's absolutely disappointing to watch Kofi just like eat a uh, an F5 and that's it. It was a new day. Yeah. 
Yeah, it certainly, <laughs> it certainly was, for better or worse. Right. Yeah, well, you, you didn't even talk, because I remember you told me off-air about how disappointing Hell in a Cell was, but we didn't, we didn't get to it at all last week. Yeah. Because um, we talked so much about Joker. Yeah, because so. I, was, I was fired up last week about the about wrestling. I was like, this is, uh, I have to say, this is the second week in a row that I will check Twitter to see what happened on Raw and be like, I got better things to do with my three hours. <laughs> I, I, I don't even have the heart to watch what's going on there. But yeah, Hell in a Cell, I, I told you briefly about it. For our listeners that aren't super into wrestling, Hell in a Cell is the match where it's like a steel cage, but they put the cage around the whole ring and the outside and everything, and they put the door on it, and you're not supposed to be able to get out, and everything goes, and it's fall, you know, first pinfall or submission or something There's like no that. No disqualifications. But well, typically there are no disqualifications. there was a disqualification. Right. Yeah, so, you had told me that, and I don't watch wrestling, of right. course, like... Mark's an attitude era. That was my wheelhouse. Right. So that's the way I related it to yeah. you when I saw you in the morning. It's like everyone remembers Mick Foley and The Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. They get yeah, out yeah. of the cage. They get up on top of the cage. Undertaker throws him off the cage into the thing. My God, he's killed him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this going into this, you had the champion Seth Rollins against this new character, Bray Wyatt the Fiend, which is this like supernatural, almost Undertaker-like character oh, yeah. that they've got going on. Uh, and the crowd is super behind the fiend. Like we think this is the most entertaining, fun thing we've seen in a while. So they go into the in the in the match and they do wrestle like I don't know five, ten, fifteen minutes. And Seth Rollins piles like a chair and a ladder and a toolbox and a whole bunch of stuff on top of the fiend's head, and then gets the Triple H sledgehammer and just boom hits the hits the you know the pile of stuff on top of his head. And the ref calls the match. The ref decides nope, nope, match is over, disqualification. And like. It's a freaking hell in a cell match. Right. Like, your point is to kill. You kill the person, your opponent. Right. And the crowd instantly goes, boo. Oh, yeah. Right. No, the A-E-W. A-E-W. The crowd was A-E-W. Did they start chanting? Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. The crowd was not having it. That is not what you want to hear. But I mean, even in the middle of the match, the crowd was booing. Like, there was no wrestling. Whenever Seth yeah. Rollins would mount an offense, and he's, suspe- he's kind of supposed to be the good guy. Like, the Fiend is this weird supernatural. He wears this mask that looks like the Joker face. Mm. And he's this weird supernatural guy that, like, oh, my God, it's, you know, it's Kane or The Undertaker. You survive The Fiend. You don't beat The Fiend kind sure, of thing. Sure, yeah. Um, but every time Seth Rollins would mount offense, people would boo because we're so entertained by what he's been doing that we just we want more of it. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was garbage. <laughs> it was garbage. And then the next night on Monday Night Raw, they decided uh, instead of trying to address it and maybe fix it, uh, Seth Rollins and The Fiend, nowhere to be seen. Three-hour show, no Seth Rollins, no The Fiend. Hmm. Like, so we're just going to act like it didn't happen? The F is this? <laughs> so, yeah, wrestling is, it's it's up in some places and down in other places where it used to be It's up. all bad. Yeah. Yeah, Monday Night Raw used to be, like, appointment viewing when it comes mm-hmm. to wrestling. Now it's literally, what happened Monday? Huh, nothing. Interesting. And you, you, the, the, so Fox gave him a bunch of money to move SmackDown to Friday nights. Saudi Arabia gives him a bunch of money to show up twice a year and do stuff. And apparently that's what matters now if you're the WWE, is who's giving you the most money. So, Also, speaking of the WWE, uh, Nate from Checkpoint XP has a really good article about the next game that's coming out, 2K20. Yeah. About all the glitches that are in it. Oh, like good glitches or bad glitches? No. No. Bad he, he, glitches. Yeah, he did a write-up about how it looks... Absolutely awful, especially for a game coming out in 2019. Like, how how is this? Well, actually, I'll take it if it's bad because I'm going to have the guys from Halal Beefcake coming in and they're going to do a review of yeah. the game with me for Casual Gamer. There you go. So they'll give us some fodder to to, to, to play yeah with. to rip on it. Yeah, and uh, and stuff. As it, it's funny. I'm still going to pre-order so I can get the Fiend as a character unlock though. Right. 
Ah, look, I think you've summoned him. Speak of the devil. <laughs> Nate Bender on his way into the studio here. Let me turn your mic on there, Nate. Yeah, this is this is what happens as they're monitoring us to make sure we're not tearing <laughs> the studio apart. No, I saw Nate. I saw Nate in the chat, so he's been watching. Well, yeah. he's like, my butthole is itching. No. They must be talking about me. Well, so, uh, first so, of all, where can they check out this uh, this write up you did? Checkpointxp.com. Cool. Um, some of the graphics for 2K20 are just abysmal, and it's kind of funny because like this last week, because I've gotten back into like AEW, yeah, and and wrestling in general, uh, I've been playing a lot of 2K19, okay, and kind of flirting with the idea of like, eh, maybe I'll maybe I'll buy 2K20, but when you start seeing some of the the wrestlers and the the faces that they oh my god it. it looks like PS2 era you had a great oh shot of like Asuka but her hair is over here yeah right like <laughs> it's, it's just inexcusable it's it's bad like for a game coming out in 2019 uh, you know with 2K20 on the label like that is it's like they took 2K16 and was like let's put a stupid pirate mode in it and like not fix anything, it actively went backwards. Like it, it, there's there's a great side by side comparison on one of the wrestlers' intros from 2K19 where it looks really good, yeah. And then 20, it's just I I don't know what happened. It's the kind of thing. Now I've been playing these SmackDown games, which are now the 2K games for probably the last you know decade and a half or something like that. Yeah. So for me, I look at it and I'm like, man, I just as soon go back on my Xbox 360 and play like 2K14 or something because that it because they change so much every yeah. time they do one of these. Yeah. Like it seems like every three to four years the controls are perfect, and then next year the controls are completely different. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I struggled with 2K19, just the the reversal system because I'm not good at fighting games. Sure. Um, but I I mean I put that on me, right? Like, but actually when I because uh, like. I got frustrated and I was like, why do I, like I typed into Google, why do I suck at WWE 2K19? <laughs> and it was actually a whole bunch of threads going like the reversal system is trash. It's right. like so different from last year. Um, so, I mean, I it made me feel better about myself, I guess. But um, it's, uh, you know, like, yeah, in a game like that, you don't need to keep changing it up. Right. Either. Like... Actually, that's a game where... You want to add stuff, obviously, to make people come back the next year or something yeah. like that, but you don't have to actively completely rework how things work. I will say, though, that like their library of of moves in that game, just like thousands upon thousands of wrestling moves that sure. you've probably forgotten even existed right. um you know like the, the the game is overwhelming in the amount of like customization options that it gives you as i was reading your article i thought to myself this is why i always stay one to two years behind yeah because much fair. like much like sports games the minute 2k20 comes out 2k18 it's like a 10 dollar game yeah, yeah 2K2k19 20 or 30 bucks yeah. and like you know what for 20 bucks i'll deal with this game feels unfinished. That's that's a really, really good point. Uh, and to that end, I'm sure that WWE 2K19 is real cheap right now, I'm and sure. it's a better game. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's take a break. Thanks for uh, thanks for popping in. Nate. I enjoy no uh, some nerd rage that isn't me and James for a change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with some more nerd radio. Stay tuned. The name's Nukem. Duke Nukem. You know I've got balls of steel. I wouldn't be saying that unless I was here on Nerd Radio because they've got balls of steel too. Hail to the Nerd Radio, baby. 
right, we're back with some more Nerd Radio, all over your social media at Nerd Radio 101, and of course, part of the B-Pod Studios Network, live from the Checkpoint XP Studios. I didn't want to neglect to say that because yeah. it's, it's you know, it might not be new to us anymore. We've been doing it for over a month, but it's still awesome. It's, it's, it's cool, recorded yeah. live at the Checkpoint XP Recorded Studios. live, right. It's appearing live on <laughs> Twitch. TV slash Checkpoint XP. That's right. Wednesday afternoons around 1130. James and Al back joining me. And uh, this week we're jo- joined by our guest, Mark Cooper. Hey, how you doing? Absolutely uh, fantastic to have you on here. You'll, uh, we'll, we'll have a special interview with you on the uh, podcast this week. It uh, goes up usually Friday mornings. But uh, you're going to be performing at Umicon. Yep, this, sure uh, this This particular year. I love Umicon so much. It is the highlight. Like the two big highlights for me, as far as con goes, are uh, Motor City Comic Con and uh-huh. Yumacon. And, you know, one's in the fall, one's in the spring, something like that. But Yumacon is so fun. No, oh, yeah. uh, and are you going to be performing in a costume? Um, yeah, technically I'll have, um, I have my power glove and I'll have my actual shirt and I actually turn into player one. So that's because, awesome. You know, so technically I am in a costume. Perfect. With it. That's nice. Yeah. No, that's one of, that's probably one of my favorite things about Yumacon is for the weekend. You just see... Just all your favorite anime characters and and you know video game characters and, and Marvel characters and DC people just walking up down the riverfront. Yep. Just to go, go in between Cobo Hall and and uh, oh, what's the other building? Um, Renaissance. Renaissance. Ren- the Renaissance. Yeah, the Renaissance yep. Center. Yep. Yeah. They got a giant video game room. They got they're playing anime. They got voice actors. It's a great time. So we'll talk more about that coming up. But right now, um, here. here Let's let's dive into some video game news. Yeah, because uh, James, I'm sure you've got some stuff to talk about uh, as far as this goes. Uh, whereas uh, Al, th- these are mostly games I don't think that you are into. So Al, you have nothing to contribute so as usual. Nothing to drop. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I'll cut to your old chair. There you Al's go. contribution. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. He's bluffing, sir. He loves me. <laughs> uh, but the uh, the huge, settle down, old man. The 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 big news in the world of video games this past week, and uh, I'm gonna be you, so drop heavy on this segment. If you guys are not checking out Checkpoint XP's daily uh, show, I definitely suggest you do because they've got like the they're they're doing the deep dive on this stuff for sure. Whereas I'm giving you guys the cliff notes. But starting about a week and a half ago, Blizzard, who uh, owns Overwatch. And um, World of Warcraft, they they were having a tournament for one of their games, and they some, somebody on the stream uh, said something or did something in support of the uh, the Hong Kong yeah the so people in Hong, out in Hong Kong right uh, and Blizzard took away their prize money and and a whole thing which led to a huge uproar online about um, what was going on and has led to a couple of weird things happening as far as Blizzard is concerned. One of them being that uh, Overwatch is on the Switch. As of this week, and they were supposed to do a big event in New York with some of the voice actors and everything like that. They canceled it 24 hours before it was going to happen. The entire event was the entire event was just canceled, like a Blizzard Con or whatever. It wasn't BlizzCon, okay, but it was one of those like, hey, uh, we're going to do like the what used to be like the Toys R Us in New York or something like that. We're going to do this big thing and have the some of the voice actors in, and you can get your copy of Overwatch for the Switch, and everything's going to be a big deal. And then like they posted, I think it was on Twitter, 24 hours before, it's like, yeah, that's not happening. And I think part of it is yeah, because, sucks. yeah, part, I think part of it is because they didn't want, like, you know, protesters. Like, even though they've reimbursed that uh, after a week, they decided, you know what, we'll reimburse that person their money, even though they broke our code of conduct for our Twitch stream. But we want going forward for everybody to know that, like, don't get political on our, our, our particular stream or whatever like that. I was say, and forgive my ignorance, but I don't know what the hell is going on in Hong Kong. I know it's bad stuff. Right. Um, but I also don't know, like... If somebody's expressing their opinion on bad stuff that's happening in the world, why you would yank 
prize money away. I said, well, people uh, are thinking it's because Blizzard has a, a, a vested interest in money from Hong Kong in the same way that like Disney has a, the, I, I read uh, a little bit about this and when Doctor Strange came out and they cast Tilda Swinton as the, uh, the ancient one, mm-hmm. part of the reason for that is because they didn't want to um, put the ancient one as his original uh, version because it would, um, I'm, I'm, I'm explaining it really poorly, but it, like it, it would, it would give credence to a particular thing that the uh, Hong Kong government does not abide by. And therefore, they wouldn't get to play their movie in Hong Kong, and they would lose out on some money. So they did it to make sure the 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 movie could be played in the country, right, and not get banned or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. The show's like a wiener or a nipple or something. They gotta they gotta ban it. Well, to that degree, yeah. Gotcha. So things are real weird for Blizzard right now. But if you are an Overwatch player, uh, as of yesterday, the uh, Halloween uh, event is going on, which is one of my favorite events because I am terrible at the player versus player Overwatch stuff. But the Halloween event has a co op mode. And I love playing that. Yeah, it's definitely fun when you do co-op, so. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I I get angry and I'm terrible at playing, you know, team, even team-based, like six-on-six. I'm, I'm the worst guy on your team. I always, uh, my Xbox uh, Live motto used to be, if I'm the best guy on your team, that's why we lost. So, <laughs> but you can play co-op, and I super dig that. The other news I wanted to talk about is um, League of Legends, Riot Games, announced just last night that League of Legends is coming to consoles and to the uh, cell phone, and that they're working on a card game, a first-person shooter, and a cartoon, a web cartoon. Okay, sounds like they got their hands full. I think they've been up more than they can chew, because that sounds just like me. I'm going to edit these videos. I'm going to mow the lawn. I'm going to do the dishes. <laughs> right. I'm going to uh, watch Netflix, and then all I just do is end up smoking weed, and none of it happens. Right. So. Yeah. Oh, you are good. <laughs> I know. I'm the best. Yeah, but Riot Games has decided, because the, they've just had been focusing on this one game, for long enough, yeah. and they've been making some money with uh, tournaments and whatnot like that. And they're like, okay, now we're going to try and get into everything. So we'll see how that works out. Are you a know. League of Legends player? I, I've played it before. I'm not a big fan. However, I did read in an article that when they move it to consoles and to the phone and everything like that, they are focusing more on the games only taking 15 to 20 minutes as opposed to 45 to 60 minutes. Oh, my God. One game takes 45 game. minutes. That's why I don't like it. Because you can play for like 60 minutes and still lose. Was it Jefferson's roommate that was super into that League of Legends? Yes. Or a buddy of his or something? Yeah, we had him on the show a couple of times. Yeah. But he was super into League of Legends. And I know that... Uh, I, this I, is the only reason I even know the name. Is It has come up on the show back when it was you, me, and Jefferson. Right. But yeah, it's it, the Blizzard actually made a version of that game called Heroes of the Storm, which has Overwatch characters and World of Warcraft characters and stuff like that. And I love that game because A, you can play against bots. So once again, it's co-op. And B, games take like... 15 minutes tops. Like, don't waste 45 minutes of my time while I'm mad, and then I get nothing. <laughs> that was one of the things I always hated about Left 4 Dead. So I loved, I enjoyed Left 4 Dead. Right. But if in order to make it through the whole game and survive by the helicopter or the boat or whatever, right. you're looking at a 45 to 60-minute investment of your time. Right. Especially when you, you know. got four players and you got three players that know Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Right. Hey, what's this girl crying over here, dude? Don't touch her. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But that's what everybody's playing. They're playing that World War Z. Have you got a chance to go into that yet? No, I no, haven't played World War Z. Yeah, because I've been playing that, and it's like it's like Left 4 Dead on steroids, man. Oh, okay. It's like um, it's like seeing the movie itself, and then seeing all the you know the toppling endless zombies and things like that. But they put it together, and it's the first time I ever played a game where the computer actually was helpful. Really, the computer Excellent. actually helped in the game. 
So yep. now I don't feel like I'm by myself with three Stooges trying to figure out I'm going to kill 300 zombies. You get to play as super hunk Brad Pitt in this game. <laughs> you probably do. <laughs> you probably do good. Is that on consoles or is that on the uh, PC? No, it's on consoles and the PC, actually. Nice. They included it with the Xbox Game Pass, which is oh, OP yeah. right now. You know, you pay a dollar and get to get Gears 5 and World War, you know, World right. War Z. And Dude, a and I think there's ones. a glitch with the Microsoft Xbox Gaming Pass because I paid the $2. And according to them, I am paid up until March 2020. Yeah, that's when my my uh, my Xbox Live renews. Right. So I'm like, I just paid the two bucks. And I was going to cancel real quick. I think they did it for the Ultimate Pass. I think they combined it with the Gold. Is what it is. Okay. Well, something happened. All I know is I'm like, I gotta get rid of this before I get dinged for another 15 bucks. And right. Cancel it and like, okay. Yep. Yeah, that's how I was able to March. get Gears Five. You know, what I mean, I wanted to invest the 60, but I was like, let's see how this looks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> with my, my past with the Gears of War games, I'm like, I'm not paying more than a couple bucks for this. Right. Uh, the other, uh, the big news, if there's, when it comes to the online games, if there's, and I think you, you, you can tell me if I'm wrong about this, James, because you love Rome Royale and you play a lot of it, yeah. but I think if there's a top three, it's probably Blizzard with, their, with Overwatch and World of Warcraft, then Riot with League of Legends, and af- right after that, or maybe neck and neck would be Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite's definitely up there. That's right. the one I, I, I'm the most familiar with out of all those. Um, and over the weekend, they blew up Fortnite. Yeah, you got a big, crazy. you got to stare at a big blue butthole on your screen. If you were into Fortnite. <laughs> right for like two days. Yeah. while they while they updated just a the big servers. Marketing thing, which I assumed is what it was going to be, just to create hype. People are freaking out. Oh my god, Fortnite's gone! What happened? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just like shut up. Give it a couple days, and I guarantee they're going to have something. It'll it'll be back, and you'll get to drive around on a giant rocket ship or whatever. Stupid thing, they right? Well, to part of what they, the, what they, why they blew up the the map in Fortnite because for one thing, there's only one map in Fortnite. You're playing on the same map every yeah. time you play a game. But the reason they blew it up is because they had a new map coming that you could play on. Oh wow! Finally, how many years did it take to get a new map? Right, right. And I, I'd be interested if they're gonna add like, can you play classic Fortnite on the old map, or you can play regular Fortnite on the new map? But, how does it uh, not get boring? I mean, I know there's people that just love that game so much. I'm obviously yeah. not super. That was another anything, thing but. about League of Legends that I didn't like is that it's one map. You're playing on like oh, one wow, map. It's one map in that one as well. Huh? If you're if you're playing three <clears> versus <throat> three, it's one map. If you're playing five versus five, it's a different map. Otherwise, it's the same map over and over but again. Here's what's always different: you drop into different spots. The way your battle circle ends up um, closing sure. in, you end up in different spots within the whatever the Fortnite world is called. Um, right. I'll, I'll refer to it as, as the, realm. As the storm comes, yeah. You know, as the storm is moving in, or the fog's moving in, or, or whatever mechanism they have to try to get you to flee this open area and just focus your attention on the battle circle that always changes. Right. So you're forced to have to drop in at different spots. You're forced to, to know like where the best, like um, where the best drops for guns or whatnot. Yeah. Are. Like where there's gonna be more chests to try to open, to try to get better loot hmm. uh, where, what areas on the map uh, is kind of notorious for having better loot or more loot opportunities uh, and that kind of stuff. So that's why you can have the same map. I have fun playing realm Royale. It's the same map. It's been the same map since, I don't know, the the closed beta, whenever that came out, like over uh, two years ago maybe, whenever that came out and I could play it on console, I still have a blast. Yeah. I mean, I have my favorite spots to drop, Guntown, because I'm the mayor of Guntown, unofficially. I'm waiting for <laughs> Realm Royale to look, give me the official title. Ooh. But the mayor of Guntown, He's I drop in Guntown and the mayor. all the time. You know, that's my favorite spot to drop. But sometimes the way the the circle's set up for your, your battle or your party blimp or whatever you want to call the stupid... Um, plane that brings you in to drop into the yeah. Into it's the essentially realm. just a bus with uh, with hot with air balloons. balloons. Yeah, it's a hot air balloon bus. I think they call it the party bus. I don't know. Uh, it's a pirate ship that that flies in Rome Royale. Just for the record, 
Um, it's also an airplane and PUBG, whatever that, you know, whatever that is, the way that cuts across the map is always different. So there's different elements that make each match different and unique. Hmm. It still feels like it wouldn't be enough for me anyway to keep my attention. Oh, it's definitely I mean, <clears throat> it's definitely a genre of gaming that like yeah. works for some people and not for others. The whole like just keep doing the you know the same thing over and over, but doing it in it, it, like every game is different. Yeah, because you're playing against different people. And yeah, because and if you're like the type, like I want to prove that I'm the best one on the map right now. Me versus 99 other mofo's. Who wants some? Come get some. Like that's me right there. Like yeah. that's me. In a video game. See, I, I, I always know I'm not the best one on the map, so <laughs> yeah. I don't have that level of competition. Oh, I, I guarantee you, most of the time, I'm not the best one on the map, right. but I'm going to tell you that I am. And then when <laughs> I, when you beat me, I'm going to blame some other outside mechanism outside, for, right. for my, the reason so why I lost. Zero responsibility Like for back yourself. in 2-7, you know, 2007, he had host. Yeah. <laughs> he has host advantage. And, uh, yeah, exactly. He, he's got a T6 connection. And, yep, uh, yep. All those old Halo, yeah. uh, you know, yep. online games. Yeah. yeah. Ballin'. <laughs> uh, I got a couple more video game stories to get to before uh, we wrap up Nerd Radio this week. But you know what? Let's take another small break uh, because uh, I feel like Al hasn't gotten to say anything. <laughs> so. <laughs> I've just been studying the drop board in, in the yeah. meantime. Yeah, the whole time. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back. We'll have some more nerd radio here in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. You want to get rid of me that easily? I can try. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Hope you cleared out your DVR. We're back with more nerd radio. Oh, I've wasted my life. All right, and we are back with some more Nerd Radio on the podcast page, WRAF.com. Over in, uh, where are we, Al? <laughs> Rock929rocks.com in Boston. See, uh, that, that's definitely your permanent job right there. It's to remind me, I will set Chicago. I don't know. We're in Boston. We're in Boston, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, of course, Wednesday afternoons on Checkpoint XP's Twitch channel, which, James, give it to me. Twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. Thank you guys very much for not making me remember more things. I appreciate it very much. It's Chuck Bean, Al Beck, and James this week, joined by Mark Cooper, Mr. Player One, and uh, having a a great time. If you're uh, watching us on the Twitch stream, we we were just talking about some card game stuff and having a great time. Mark, uh, you've been a nerd your whole life, right? Pretty much, man. You've been until into- until it was cool. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> until it became something. It's like okay, now I, I can tell people about it in public. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like just like any of us. For sure, man. For sure. Uh, so a couple other things I wanted to talk about uh, video game wise that I saw. Um, so we all know about microtransactions when it comes oh, yeah. to modern gaming. Here, that's the oh, whole God. like you can throw we money. Just need money. Yeah, exactly. You can throw money at the game if you want to, uh, and if you do, you get these special uh, things. Uh, there was a um, a conference called the Game Connect Asia Pacific Conference. It was uh, held uh, days before PAX Australia. I'm getting this article off Kotaku.com. Uh, it was part of Mel- Melbourne International Games Week, and one of the things that came out of this conference is that uh, somebody spent over $150,000 on microtransactions on a game. Holy crap. And the reason I bring it up is because it was on the Transformers cell phone game. Oh, no. Oh, you loser. That's what? not me. I didn't do it. It was Chuck. It was probably Chuck. He's asking for spare change earlier. Apparently, he was rolling out the dough. <laughs> yes. Prime. So, yes, yeah, somebody was real rich and really wanted that Optimus Prime. No, it wasn't me. 
bro, you got to back off now. Look. <laughs> but it is, it's called Transformers Earth Wars, and you do get different uh, Transformers, and you can attack each other's bases, and you can build your own Earth base or whatever like that. And some dude. So it's like StarCraft, but with Transformers? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, but $150,000. Dude, you can't even separate me from like $10 or $15. I was going to say. I cannot yeah. imagine. No. You should have just no. bought the game and called a day. Yeah. For sure. $150,000. We were just, I felt like I had a problem when I spent 12 bucks on Candy Crush. Yeah, right? That's what well, we were just talking about, uh, talking Where's to Nate the crickets down the early in the show. <laughs> did you catch that? <laughs> oh, I did. I did. There it is. Thank you. I thought $12 on Candy Crush would have got at least a couple of chuckles. Just the crickets. <laughs> I'm going to have to start pointing at you for the drop. Like, and now. Oh, please. Remember the last time we tried to do a news segment and I had no idea what my part was? Nothing. I introduced you big news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> news that's big. I got my lines. Come no, on now. Well, I'm useless. All right. So that's that's the one extreme of how it's much like money you could spend. Woe's me. Anyone else want to do their jobs today? That's an appropriate drop right yeah, there. Well. All right. So that's the that's the one extreme of spending money on video games. Here's the other extreme. Free. Everybody loves free. Um, the Internet Archive, uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, released 2,500 MS-DOS games from the 90s on it. And if you're not familiar with this, and I was not, I had to look this up because I saw this Is on MS-DOS CNET. MS-DOS or MS-DOS? MS-DOS. DOS. Whatever. DOS. Eh. Dos is like two. Dos. Uno, dos. <laughs> Emos dos. If it's the Hispanic dos. Right. Free game giveaway. Ay, ay, ay. It's a Taco Tuesday. All right. So uh, the Internet Very Archive, which is archive.org, is essentially a library, an internet library. Uh, and they keep a whole bunch of stuff. Like uh, they've got some web pages up there that they have documented, some audio recordings, like live concerts and stuff. But they have 200,000 software programs on there. And by software programs, we're talking video games. They've got uh, an internet arcade. Uh, they've also got a console living room where they have backed up versions of games from the Atari 2600. So essentially, this is Dave and Buster's for poor people? Yeah! <laughs> is that what this is? The Sega Genesis, the arcade machine or something like that. And you can just play them in the browser window. You can just click on the thing and play them with your, your keyboard. I don't know if you can hook up a... Uh, uh, a controller and pull this off but like i was playing uh donkey kong on here nice. after i was checking it out they've like i said they've got the atari 2600 the sega game gear you're probably gonna play the same game on your switch right uh, maybe yeah that's, that's amazing <laughs> but how like how cool is that no it's, it's very cool it's very cool i just like poking fun at the fact that there's a bunch of free games <laughs> it remind me of the old uh the old website it's called vim.net when we we're like in earlier 2000s mm-hmm. where you could be able to download the emulator and then all the games oh, yeah. affiliated with that yeah, yeah and that's, yeah. that's yeah. definitely a thing with like going back to the switch it's definitely a thing whenever they put one of those old collections of games on my switch i have to think like okay do i want to pay 40 dollars for games that i have an emulator of on an old system over here that the emulator is already perfect. It's the old game, but now I can play it on my Switch. I can take it anywhere, <laughs> which is always the the thing for me. Is Oh, my God, I can take my Switch anywhere. Yeah. But, yeah, if you have not checked this out, archive.org. Hmm. Uh, go through there. Look for an old game because it's probably there. Their, their interface leaves a little bit to be desired as far as trying to find something in yeah, there. It's Internet Archives, right? Uh, it's called the I Internet Archive. I think you can find yep. old school porn, too. So if Maybe. You're looking for some pixelated If anybody would breasts, know. <laughs> you can probably find those there as well. Yeah. 
It seemed like an appropriate time to find out what excitement <laughs> excitement <laughs> hit sounded like. Right. Absolutely. Vintage porn. Man, I hit something else and that dropped completely derailed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lose my job. Excited. Come on, buddy. Uh, um, I don't know. What else you guys got for this week, man? I got nothing. I just playing with buttons. He's nothing, <laughs> sir. He loves me. It's amazing how pointless and terrible your analogies are. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm staring right, staring me right in the face. Comic book news. Um, so I've been ranting and raving about the current X-Men books, the House of X and Powers of X books. Uh, those just finished up last week, and the first issue of X-Men number one, which mm. is the, they're calling it the Dawn of X, the new X-Men line of books going forward is coming out this week. And the reason I bring this up is, A, I absolutely love it. Sorry, and, I have to derail you for a second. This is called The Dawn of X? The Dawn of X. This also sounds like a DMX album title or a Greatest Hits uh, it compilation. Does. It you, does. You better be careful. He's in rehab. We're getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, DMX. Yeah, no. Come and bark at me. He, right. he whenever he, you're ready. Come and bark at me. <laughs> he makes frequent appearances on this show whenever somebody swears. Yes. So. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but the reason I brought this up is because if you go to your comic store this week, and I'm going to show these to James because I'm pretty sure this is going to touch his nostalgia. Ooh. If you go to your comic store this week and pick up X-Men number one, ask them if they've got the cards. They are giving away packs of cards with purchases of X-Men number one Love that have it. the covers of each of the new X-Men books on them. There's like six or seven cards in there. And if you flip it over, it's got the, uh, the lineups of the team. Oh, who cool. Who is on the team. So it kind of draws back to that uh, 90s nostalgia of the old Marvel cards and the X-Men cards. It's also got some weird cryptic alien Like language. the ones we used to get from Pizza Hut years ago? There's, yeah, the Pizza Hut These ones. These are even better than the freebie Pizza Hut ones. I'll pass them over here. You can check right. them out. Okay. Yeah, part of the new uh, the the new X Men uh, going forward is that they've created their own language or, or oh, alphabet. Okay. They're mutant ah, alphabet. The, the, the Australian now, version no, of Wolverine. They're no Marvel okay. masterpieces, but they are very nice cards. Yeah, they're kind of neat. Like I said, it's the covers to all the books, so it's kind of there to get you excited about which books do you want to check out. It's cool. That's a good marketing way to try to get people interested absolutely. in the comics. Absolutely, and you know, it couldn't couldn't be it, like if if every week they were giving away cards. At the comic store. I don't know that it would be a special, but the fact that they're doing it for this particular thing, I'm like, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, this is just yet another way for me to weasel in the fact that I love X-Men and the new X-Men comics are great. <laughs> and you should go to your comic store and check them out. Also, speaking of X-Men, uh, I think it was on Monday, the Disney Plus. This is the thing I was going to say before the uh, the drops derailed me. <laughs> uh, on Monday, Stop shaming me! Yeah, shut up. Uh, the Disney Plus went to Twitter to announce like everything yeah. that's going to be on Disney Plus, which we kind of knew about because a couple of weeks ago, somebody over in uh, the Netherlands that was testing the thing out just made this huge list. Uh, but they, you know, listed like Gargoyles is going to be on Disney Plus, X Men the Animated Series, Spider Man Unlimited, all going to be on Disney like Plus. DuckTales, like all Duck those Tales, Darkwing Duck, Darkwing all Duck. those crazy <laughs> cool fun. Yeah, yeah. So, better be the original DuckTales. I think I said something about that where I was just like putting something on in the background. I came across some channel that said DuckTales. I put it on. I was yeah, like, oh, this would be cool. I do the dishes. Right. It was a new version. I was very upset. Was yeah, Launchpad but- still a part of the team? Oh, that new version. Is- Dude, I didn't. I didn't stay on a lot. As soon as I saw the new style of animation, I was right off of it. So I have no idea. You know, you know who Scrooge McDuck is in the new one? David Tennant. Really? Yeah. They oh, got Ob, they got Abed from Community to be one of the uh, the the little the triplets. Huey. Really? Uh, it's Huey, Dewey, Louie. Yeah, they got a great voice cast for it. Huh. So see, you should have tried it out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we hear the audio version of it. Like, I remember this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. 
All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's uh, Nerd Radio as far as the... Oh, uh, did you finish the story about the, the, the streaming stuff? I'm sorry. No, yeah, it's just oh. like they announce everything. Like if you want to go to Twitter uh, and, and, and check Disney Plus's Twitter, oh, if, there's, okay. if there's something that you're like, oh, I wonder if that's going to be a Disney Plus, they got their answer. I just cool. hope they didn't edit any of the X-Men stuff because they... Uh, chanted the same things over and over again you know like no more mutants you that's know, true yeah it was yeah, planned yeah. for like six or seven episodes i hope right. disney was like no more weird people like, <laughs> like, like, like what are you talking about gotta make sure it's pc right yeah no more superpower dudes <laughs> right yeah hey phrasing <laughs> all right well that's gonna wrap up our twitch stream for this week thank you guys on twitch for joining us the podcast will yeah! con- jesus okay <laughs> The podcast will continue. We're going to do uh, mom making an appearance. <laughs> we're going to do a little in-depth uh, interview with Mr. Mark Sick Cooper. Of us being in her basement. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us this week, Mark. Oh yeah, no problem. Now you thanks can, for inviting me. Absolutely. Now you can you can kind of see how the uh, the Riff Nerd Radio show yeah, works. I hope the Nerd oh, yeah, Radio, God, yeah. the Riff is everything you dreamed it would be. Yeah, he, he was real excited at the beginning. How are you feeling now? <laughs> Even more excited. <laughs> He's so kind. All right, join us on our social media at Nerd Radio 101. Of course, if you're downloading the podcast on Apple Podcasts or uh, on Google, make sure you leave us a rate and review. Let us know what you're thinking of the show, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week. This is Nerd Radio. He's like a person and a horse. (laughs) This is just awesome. I'm so glad I didn't go to work for this. (laughs) (laughs) It's worth it, right? All right, this is, uh, this is a podcast exclusive for Nerd Radio listeners, which we like to do every now and again for you guys to uh, reward you for downloading the podcast and giving us a listen. It is Chuck being with you, uh, Al Beck and James still with me, but I wanted to take a couple minutes here and talk to Mark Cooper, player one, who joined us for this, uh, this particular week's episode, because Mark, uh, it's, first of all, it's great to have you in the studio. Thanks for having me. Man. Absolutely. Um, you are a, uh, let me know if I'm wrong in this, you're a Detroit-based nerdcore Hip hop rapper, correct? That's right. For I our list, that. for our listeners that do not understand what any of those words mean, which was me, right, <laughs> an hour ago. <laughs> Come uh, on, right. now. I, I will say before you explain it all, right. uh, you know, Chuck came by the office where, where James and I work and kind of poked his head and was like, "Yeah, we got this guy coming in," and he did the, the quick rundown of you know all that the nerdcore stuff. I was like. I understood one thing that you said. You, we're going to have somebody in studio. Right. <laughs> I, I, I had no idea what any of it was. But so yeah, please explain to the audience and me. Al's still learning what, what, about what music is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what is gotcha. music? Yeah, powdered wigs and all that cool stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Beethoven. Yeah. What is uh, what what is nerdcore? Well, nerdcore is actually a genre that's actually been out for a while, like back in the earlier 2000s, 2006 kind of era. Nerdcore is like, is a particular genre where it really focuses on the pop culture-based things, like mm. your anime, your cartoons, your video games, uh, nostalgia purposes, 80s, things like that. And it's actually a genre where it's like, you know, combine that with hip-hop. So I'm a nerd, and I enjoy these things, and I like to make songs that kind of, you know, congeal what I love together. Yeah. And then that's where it comes with hip-hop. Basically, not the five senses that you hear in rap today. I'm doing the nerdy stuff. And that's really where the genre came up. That's cool, though. And the way the way you incorporate that stuff in is is with uh, lyrics and with samples, right? Yep, I do it with lyrics, um, samples. I just try to create songs with it, and um, you know, also combine the things I've always wanted to do. You know, when it comes to nerdism, like you see me rock a power glove because I was you know a gamer back then, and I'm still am now, of course. And then just you know, just exploring the things I like to do. 
So uh, do you, uh, are you, are you, you do the lyric part of the song. Do you also I do, do the lyrics and the beats, yep. So you do the beats and the melodies as well. Oh, yeah. So it's, a, it's kind of a one-man show going on. It makes it fun. You know okay. what I mean? I do it with, um, with Soundproof, which is a couple people in my group, like, uh, like Blizzard, um, Crimson Alchemist, of course, my cousin DJ Fluff, and with uh, the label. Uh, I'm DJ with, Fluff. Yeah, Different yeah. kind of fluff, James. Yeah. Oh, different kind of fluff. <laughs> not that. Not the porno fluff? No, not the porno no, fluff. No, 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 not, not at all. He, he, puts a, he puts a television on his head. So if you see the medallion. Right. James went right to Magic Mike. Yeah. 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 I was like, DJ fluff? Yeah. He's so the, best, with them the best fluff yeah. jobs on set. <laughs> James over there. Man, that name's yeah. taken? Crap. DJ fluff is approved by four out of five female porn stars. All right. <laughs> no, the male porn stars. Exactly. Uh, DJ fluff's about to change his name. Yeah, right. He's going to be like, nah, oh, I can't do that been, now. He's been with it forever. So yeah. no, he probably loves uh, that yeah. marshmallow stuff. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> right. So not to go full Eric Andre with you, but musically, how did you get your start? Well, to be honest, um, I started in high school about 2004 when I was at Groves. So, of course, I had to go with the comparison of the Mike Posner era because we went to the same high school thing. So everybody's like, man, you're just trying to be like him and all that kind of stuff. So, of course, I started rap. I sucked at it. And this is around the G-Unit era where everybody's rapping about somebody's going to die the next morning. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. of course, I follow in that era. But when, when I really got my start in the nerdcore portion, where I didn't really know about it in 2009, I used to play um, Halo 3 competitive. Okay. And I did a song when, you know, Jeezy was out and made, you know, I put on for my city. I made one called IBR for my city. So I did that with the Halo videos because we were able to do it. So when I was able to do that, later on, somebody said, Bro, go on Bungie.net real quick. It's like, what are you talking about? And I was on the front page. Oh, wow. For something that I did. And I was like, well, maybe I want to do something like this. But I never knew there was a genre like that that actually exists. Sure. And this particular, this is when Machinima came out, like, you know, Skullcruncher 13 and Mm -hmm. Team Headkick and all those individuals came. But they all had video people. So on YouTube, if you didn't have somebody who was an editor or whatever, you were kind of out of luck. Right. So it was really hard to do that. So I was like, eh, it's okay. I'll focus on the production and then focus on, um, you know, rapping the regular way. Right. Then in 2017, I met up with a guy named Mega Ram, which is a really big uh, nerdcore rapper at Shotokan, because I never knew it exists. He was the first rapper I'd known that got signed to Capcom. Wow. So, so when he was, you know, Mega Ram is literally his alias is Mega Man. So he comes out with the bluster cannon and all that, and it's really cool. Nice. So I hit him up and, then, you know, talked to him in private, you know, skip a few. I said, if I ever decided to get back into this, would you support me? He said, yeah, sure, I would. So 2017, I got my debut at Yumacon and came out as player one. Nice. Yeah. Now the, the, the nerdcore, like the, the, all, all the other nerdcore artists, do you guys all, you know, is it a very supportive kind of scene? Oh, yeah, it's very supportive. Um, normally when we go into different cons and conventions and things like that, you know, nerds like exclusive. So if they like something and they're supportive, you know, they'll buy CDs, they'll buy posters and shirts and things like that. They love all of that. Nice. Yep. Nice. Um. How do you like? Obviously, do, do, writing the lyrics. Uh, first of all, when you when you make a song, um, what comes first? Is it do, do you start with lyrics? Do you start with um, do you start with a beat or a melody? Does it does it change depending on what you're doing? Well, start the best with Cheetos thing, maybe Cheetos and Mountain Dew. You know, what? Cheetos and Mountain Dew might work, especially maybe. for a Call of Duty fan. That works just fine. <laughs> yeah. right. you know what I mean. Get the XP points. Yeah, you. yeah. Um, personally, I usually start with the idea. Okay. Like, um, if I wanted to make a song about Dragon Ball Z, for example, sure, I would make something that's kind of similar in the beat wise, like you know something I could vibe with with it. Yeah, it didn't last. I put the lyrics to it because I like to rap about when it comes to nerddom. I don't want to do this thing that's called Wikipedia rap, which is new. Okay, which is like it'd be oh, um, 
Overwatch is popular. Okay, Wikipedia.com, Overwatch, you learn the whole vast of it, and then you rap about it. Right. You know, it doesn't, it won't resonate. It'll just be like somebody just making a commercial track over something that's popular. That's interesting. So essentially, like, you you will create the beat or the melody first and then come yep. up with a rap based on the beat or melody that you've, you've right. put together. And it works like that because I was a, you know, producer and then, you know, being the rap and being able to, you know, differentiate and put them both together. Sure. So when I put them both together, that's way how I can, you know, congeal a dope record. Right. How often do you find that you revisit a theme? Like you've got a Dragon Ball Z song and then, a, you know, down the road you're like, you know, I kind of want to do another angle on Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yes. Yeah, How often do you find yourself revisiting a, a similar um, theme? Very several. Um, to be honest, um, I'm really like a nostalgic dude. So I started off making beat tapes that were called Saturday Morning Cartoons. So I took all the Saturday Morning Cartoons I grew up with and know, mm. and I made beat tapes out of them. Okay. So when I went back to those, I was like, you know what? It would be nice to do this kind of thing because I wasn't sure, you know, about nerdcore like just saying like you put yourself in a particular box it's like well let's say you get really big at it now everybody recognizes you as that how would you be able to reinvent yourself a brand and of course every artist goes through that particular tribulation sure you know you just want to it just got to the point it's like look i'm a nerd and i'm do what i love to do yeah so when i was able to do that revisiting was you know second nature because that's who i am as a person and I, I don't know, not being a uh, listener to a lot of nerdcore, but I went through some of your, your records, and it's kind of neat the way you've got, like, a story going on in most of them. Yeah. And uh, this latest one, which I believe just came out, uh, you did, uh, it's kind of a concept record where each song is dedicated to one of the Power Rangers. Yep. Is about one of, the, you know, you've got a Red Ranger song and a Black Ranger song and a Green Ranger song. Or the original six. Yeah, yeah. no White Ranger. No White Ranger song. <laughs> yeah, just going with the green, but I'm definitely going to go into it later. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I was going to say, maybe the White Ranger is like a B-side that didn't quite make the cut for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's legendary. He's though. in the Redux. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you, you obviously a Power Rangers fan. Uh, you've got a whole bunch of great songs about, uh, I, I know one of my favorites I found was like Marvelous. Yeah. It's very cool about all the Marvel superheroes. There's oh, a lot yeah. of name dropping in there. Like, oh, I know that person. Oh, that's right. cool. I know that. <laughs> exactly. And then you've got a couple of Transformers songs that I, I really like. The The Touch was one that I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I dig this. This is cool. But throughout two of your records, there's this story going on where you are in a game and speaking to this AI. And is, now, is that a thing that's specific to you that you decided, like, I'm going to make, you know, a concept out of this record? Yes. Yeah, Excellent. I, what I did with the album, I actually, you know, combined them a little bit. Uh, the way I wanted to do it is um, I basically took real life situations about nerdcore and things like that. It just kind of made it like I was in a game because sure. technically a subgenre is like, a, you know, a private part of something else. Not necessarily a side mission, but in that particular realm. Right. So what I did was is that I made it like I was in the game, and I made my name Player One. Because yeah. Player One is a default name. It's not anybody who made a name for themselves. So that's why I kind of went by Player One with that. And that's why as a rapper I go as Mark Cooper. Because when I'm in this particular realm, I'm Player One. You don't know who mm. I am yet. Sure. And just like any kind of online game and things like that, that's why I put in the AllSpark saying when you type, I wanted to type my original name, they said, due to you know, due to an identity theft, we can't use your personal government name. So it's like one of those kind of realms where you could just put it together and be like, "Hey, I'm player one to these individuals, and everybody's been in my position before." Sure. When it comes to music and things. Like now, that. do you write songs separately as player one and Mark Cooper? Actually, like I, different I just, content, a different kind of sound, or do you? Is it all kind of the same? To be honest, I got to the point where it's all kind of the same. I try to you know make sure I can can gel it together only because a lot of people know me as the producer as Mark Cooper. Okay. For a lot of things I particularly done. 
like so you're not like watch. player one is strictly Star Wars themed hip hop <laughs> beats. Strictly Star Wars themed. <laughs> right. right exactly. Mark Cooper will we'll venture down the Yu Gi Oh stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Can't wait to do that. Actually. I think James. I was going to say James dropping a hint. He wants to hear that Star Wars. Yeah. Album. <laughs> well, you heard Stormtrooper Day. Yeah, there, he does have a, a, a st- song called Stormtrooper. Which album is that on? Uh, that should be on the Allspark. Yeah, okay. okay. Yep, so I basically made a pun out of it. I'm not missing anything like a Stormtrooper. Oh, okay. Stormtroopers have that <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you, uh, you're you missing everything if you're a Stormtrooper. <laughs> exactly. But but what I like to do with nerddom, though, is that I've seen in Nerdcore, but I wanted to do differently, mm-hmm. is that I want to have the nerd references. We already see in the industry that people are fans of nerd culture, but they're not actual nerds. For example, Endgame. You know what I mean? You see chicks that would call you a loser, but all of a sudden Thanos snapping next to you. Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Mm. So I like to take those particular nerd genre together and combine it with real-life situations. That way, you know, somebody who's a nerd can resonate, like, look, we've all had a day where we didn't have a job. We all had that. You know what I mean? You don't mm-hmm. have to be, uh, you know, a drug peddler or, you know, a thug or something to be able to relate to somebody. Gotcha. So that's why I try to combine those together. And the way you, the way you describe your music is kind of, are you familiar with the rapper Gmo Ski? Yes, I am. Gmo Ski, that reminds me a lot of his stuff, because he has a lot of video game references and nerd references but he also mixes it with his own brand of filth. Yeah. what he calls his, his type of rapping. Exactly. So that sounds uh, like that. So. Oh, yeah. So you're going to be at Umicon this year. I sure am. You're performing. Sure am. Uh, I imagine. Uh, have you been to Umicon before? Oh, yeah. It's, I've, I think I'm in my eighth year now. Oh, my goodness. All right. So you, performing. You've been yeah. going longer than I have, so you know how much fun Umicon can be. Oh, like, it's, it's very fun. I, I love going because I just feel like these are my people. For for the weekend, people just walking around and it's just no like, people are my people. This is good. Yeah, you, you don't like any people, <laughs> right. for sure. But I uh, I also I saw, barely like you people. <laughs> uh, people I do, but barely, people. but barely, just a bit, just a little. I also saw that you uh, performed at Magfest. Sure did. Well, Magwest, yeah, or yeah, Magwest. Tell yeah. me about that. Well, Magwest is a uh, music and games festival, which is I'm hoping to get to Magfest because that's in January. But um, it was an overall great experience. It was the last stop on my tour. You know, I went on my first tour ever. Very cool. So I thought that was really dope. And um, Mag West was one of the things where it was the first time where you could be in an entire group of people, and they're all nerds and they're musicians at the same time. Yeah. So it's like being able to combine both worlds with individuals of like mine. And it was it was an overwhelming experience. You know what I mean? I got to perform with Ran. Um, you know, Bill's like the, oh, man. I think it's the the mega bosses. I think that's the mini bosses. I think the mini bosses. I think. I don't, yeah. I don't want to mess up the name, but I got a chance to perform with really great people when it came to that, and it was just just an overall great experience. I've never been out to San Jose. It was just awesome. Nice, excellent. Now I come from a rock background, so I'm real curious. When people come to see you live, like, what's your setup like? Well, my setup usually it is just like a regular rap with a DJ, and then I have my hype man, and then a second one just in case. Okay. So I do go into that particular route, but I'm getting ready to start doing more of a performance stuff. Like things are in the background, things like that. Sure. And actually Yumicon, I'm actually going to try that out for the first time this get some year. Some dancers, some dancers and some weird Or maybe costumes. some vi- like a video screen of some sort. Yeah. It, I'm always or had, go that way I've too. always had video for, <laughs> <laughs> I've always had uh, you know, video actual aspects of it, but I want to make sure I can make it so enticing with the crowd stuff. Like I've always been a fan of the 95 Jordan, like when Michael Jordan would come out, you know, in on the court, and then you'll see the music come on, and then a whole bunch, like the sure. Titantron intro show. Yeah, stuff. like almost like a wrestling uh, intro. Exactly. So 
So I've always been a you know huge fan of that. So I always wanted to you know incorporate that in the show because you know nerds like to be hype and they like to be you know oh, sure entertained. So yeah. by bringing that together and having everybody involved, other than just somebody rapping at you for thirty minutes, you know, sure, will make it an overall experience. And that's why I call it the Player One experience. Now you said that you you have a DJ and you got a hype man and stuff like that. Yeah. What what equipment wise, what's the DJ bringing to a live show? Well, we just keep it um we keep it basic. You know, what I mean, have an actual turntable and the laptop things set up. Cool. You know, they have the sound engineer and all the amp and stuff. All that stuff set up by the con. Yeah. So that's why we usually you know perform at conventions most of the time. And then my hype man gets in cosplay as well, so he either dress Excellent. up like a Goku yeah. or like a samurai or something. And my DJ wears a television on his head, so. That makes it cool. Then Crimson Alchemist, which is a female MC that does nerdcore a little bit, she's been crazy at it as well. Excellent. So it's definitely awesome. The, the burning question on my mind is, where does one acquire a hype man? <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Well, Craigslist. And he's, he's always he, <laughs> Craigslist. Seeking you know, hype he, man for nerdcore rap. He's hyping you rap. up all the, on stage. How about hype up your hype man? Who, who's your hype man? Where'd you get him? Well, I want a hype man. I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited about well, this idea. Well, I got lucky. My hype man is my best friend, Bliss. Okay. Um, we know we've been doing battle production, you know, battle beat battles and things like yeah. that. So that's the other part where they didn't know the nerd stuff. We were in the city of Detroit going these things called producer battles. So we would battle other bigger producers and, you know, try our best to beat them. Yeah. But once we came, you know, the best of friends when it came to that, you know, it just linked together. He was a nerd. I was a nerd, too. He gets mad about me liking the American version of Power Rangers. He's like Japanese. <laughs> you know what I mean? We fight in Tekken. It's Nerd rage. Yeah. Every yep. time. Every single time. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we're looking forward to seeing you at UmaCon. Oh, yeah. And it's been great to talk to you. Uh, where can people find you online? Well, the best way you can find me is um, it's easy to type in. It's, uh, it's Mark Cooper. So I-T-S Mark Cooper. Anywhere on Gmail or anything. Not Gmail. Anywhere on uh, Google and things like that. I also have a site. It's MarkCooper.com. Of course, I'm on all streaming platforms. I released yep. a new project of, um, you know, Ranger Rats, which is all about the original six Power Rangers. I also do the Mark Cooper Monday. So every single Monday, I come out with a brand new song. Hmm. Wow. Like this past Monday, I did the uh, Super Smash Brothers freestyle. I just got done with that. How long have you been doing that uh, every Monday? Um, this is the seventh week now. Okay. Yep. So I released all the Rangers one by one. And then just gotcha. released okay. the project. We just got some really dope stuff coming. Cool. Excellent, man. Excellent. Well, thank you for uh, joining us on Nerd Radio this week. Thank you for having me. Man. Well, I really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you at the UMACON in a couple of weeks, man. All right. I'm in a difficult situation here. I mean, after all, you're nerds. Go, nerds. Have a great weekend. See you later, nerds. And we're out. Yep. So the next thing is try to be on the Nerd Radio for the Rift. That'd be awesome. Yeah, well, that's where you are. Oh. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That, that's that's this. Oh. You're, well, you're here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you made it. All right. That it is as to. equally as unimpressive. I was going to say, we are so disappointing. He's like, so where's the nerd radio show? This is the steaming like, pile of shit uh, that is nerd radio. <laughs> Get ready. My dream is to be on the nerd radio for the riff. Well, you've accomplished. You've, dream bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's on you. It's, uh, it's on you for not wanting Achieve, Achievement unlocked. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. there we go. Uh, he's gonna fit Check in great. Yeah, I already can tell. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah.